0: Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the Drowned God, the Motherlode. This show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters, classic FPS games, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. These are the players, the developers, the streamers, the influencers. It is the will of the Drowned God Catholic that our communities band together in her cathedral, to frag and give one another into oblivion for all eternity. Hot damn, y'all. Episode number 10 of In The Keep Podcast. You believe that? We've been putting them out consistently, 1st and 15th. We're doing it. Made it to the double digits. Give yourselves a round of applause. I'm uh, joined this episode by a very special guest we're talking to john bps Sednert uh of the quake world fame i mean i don't i don't know do i have to introduce him to you he's won every event that's ever been conceived of i think so held the Warzone trophy just recently won uh the duels at hammer time been to dream hack quakecon every mode you can think of he's played it He's succeeded in it he's just one of the best amazing amazing person dude like who who else is like bps i mean he, he's had his hand in everything to do with the quake world community like if you've ever been on the quake world wiki like his hand was in that quake world.nu been in that quake world discord he's been in that and I, I really enjoyed my chance to sit down and you know kind of pick his brain and see like how you know he's been doing this forever and how he's been a, a huge part of keeping you know the european community uh in quake world and we're over here in america joined efforts of people like messiah and myself and you know dump truck all these guys just you know keeping quake world going in many different ways many different times but uh we're we're trying to revitalize it in north america and i, I really wanted to see like well what are they doing that we're not and very much enjoy this conversation I, I will say you probably won't hear it but Seemed like a, there was a black helicopter hovering around, so I don't, I don't know what kind of shady shit BPS you're into, man. Just kidding. But, you know, just keep that in mind as we listen through. If, if there's any pauses or anything, it's just trying to avoid any helicopter noise. Yeah. Um, also, before we get into it, I just wanted to say there is uh, some really cool music I put into this bad boy. It was given to us by a guy named I. Grack Simon, a.k.a. Chrysar, if you find him in the keep and you can check him out on youtube i'll leave uh, links if you like this track you can click on his youtube link and go check out more of the stuff he's done so without any further ado let's get in the keep with bps
1: hello uh this is bps um My name is uh, John, John Sednert, and uh, yeah, this is me. This is my voice speaking to you. Um, What should I say? I'm a a Quake guy since the beginning, or not really since the beginning. We can dig into that, but these days I am, and I've been, since the millennia at least, a really active Quake 1 player.
0: So, according to the wiki, you, you spawned first in 1998. All right. I don't know if that's yeah. true. <laughs> but.
1: Um, I guess it is. I, I'm not uh, exactly sure. I, I mean, the first context with Quake was in school. And, uh, you know, I started playing it in, in the school classrooms and stuff like that. So, I, I can't really call that when I spawned. Or maybe I can, and that should be earlier than ninety eight. So maybe ninety seven or six. I don't know. Anyway,
0: I guess what what people will want to be hearing is, you know, how did you how did you get into quake? You said you started off a little bit in in classrooms. I, th- I know. Um, but I guess culturally, that's pretty normal in Sweden. Like Locktar had a similar story. I actually started playing quake in the school classroom opposite side of the world what uh what is it about quake that so inspires you that's kept you sitting at that desk for this long man
1: i mean initially what really started started it for me was i think it loxer had a similar story about his classroom experience Mm -hmm. i mean when you know you had a computer class for an hour and the the teacher uh left he wasn't very present so we had, we could do anything, and everyone, of course, downloaded the shareware, and we started giving uh, the shareware maps at the time. So we we almost only played E one M seven, the boss map, you know, mm-hmm. on the first episode, and it was free for all on that map, and everybody sucked, and it was so much gibbs, and it was so much fun, and I remember l- learning this really quickly. So I, I uh, quickly became better than the others. And it was such a frag fest I can, I, I couldn't shake off the smile of my face while playing that. And that was my, when my really found the love with the game initially. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, go ahead. yeah, back in the time, I, I had no cl- clue what, where it would take me, so to speak. I mean, it was just for the fun of it at that time. And, um, I mean, later on, a couple of friends of mine, um, we heard about the the clans and stuff. um, So there was rumors about it, but I wasn't a very tech tech savvy guy at the time. So I I kind of only heard, you know, rumors. You can do this. I actually remember my first Connect, console Connect. That was like, you know, I was like 14, 15 years and got... Oh, you should, put, I got it on a note, written, hand paper, connect. And it was an IP address. After and I, uh, after typing that in, into the console, pressing enter, I was so amazed. First time entering on a server, that was, I, I almost fell off the chair. And that was like constantly new things popping up in Quake. Uh, the concept of clans, concept of rankings. And at that time, I remember there was so many mods and stuff. All the servers were, were different. Um, it was just an endless resource of fun.
0: Uh, I guess you, the first thing you said was that you don't want to talk about modern AFPS games, so let's talk about Diabolical for a few hours. Uh, no, <laughs> let's do that. I'm no kidding. No. Um. I I guess what I'm really interested in with you is I I did a lot of research, obviously. Uh, I always do, and I, I was watching uh, a video of you being interviewed in QH Land, like 2011, uh, for like. I don't know if it was TV or what. It's very professionally shot, but I was like kind of captivated. Like my wife was kind of getting mad at me because I was hogging up the TV watching it. Uh, <laughs> I, there are a few people I've ever listened to speak uh, more passionately about quake. You you spoke so concisely um, about how this is not just a game to me. You know, you said this is not something that is just going to be like oh it's, it was a silly game or a sport that we played. This is like part of my life. And when you're you said. When I'm 80 years old in a retirement home, I'll still be thinking about the fun that I had doing this, and like the people that I've met, and the frags, and everything. Like I, I thought that was such a nice sentiment, and I, I'd like to get you to elaborate a little more, if you could, just to talk about, I don't know what. what I guess why are you so passionate about this? Because you're everywhere, man. You're you're in the Discord. You've got the. Am I incorrect in to say that you are helping out, or a large part of QuakeWorld you?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's not incorrect. I'm I'm an admin there, yeah. Okay.
0: So, yeah. You document everything. You, you're absolutely in- incomparable to anyone else that I could think of as far as, like, a passion for a Quake. And a, and a, it's like, um. have you ever heard the, the phrase, if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound?
1: It uh, doesn't really ring a bell, actually.
0: So it's a, it's like a philosophical thing. It's a, people talk about that in philosophy class. It's like one of those very simple questions that they ask you, but it's like, okay, so a tree falls down in the forest, no one hears it, and they're like, does it make a sound? Um, if quake happens and no one knows that it's happening, it's not going to live on forever. But because of people like you, it will, in my opinion, because of all the events and the documentation and the videos, I was just watching you at Hammer Time, like, i think two months ago and it's all on youtube and that's important people they are like oh it's not important but like if you want this to p- get passed on to the next generation that's how they're going to find it in my opinion yeah so, i think you've done great man it- <laughs> oh thank you thank you
1: okay so where to to uh, direct this discussion i mean Initially in the in the earlier years it was mostly for the fun of it, just exploring, experimenting, meeting a lot of friends, and that was very very funny. Although I had a lot of real life friends um in the younger days, um very yeah, very many of them. So the Quake friends were like, you know, the, the cyber friends you never really met, you never really put weight to that kind of friendship. But um Everything in, in my Quake life has evolved from, a, from just a toy to a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And that means friendships, big part, um, seriousness. I've taken it much more serious lately. Um, and, the, and the whole thing of realizing that it actually means something to me more than just wasting my time. Because, as you mentioned, legacy and stuff I mean this is a big part of my life, and i'm I cannot see the end of it. The end of it would be nobody else playing i guess I guess that then I would like take a walk down memory lane watching demos and stuff, but mm-hmm. I mean I still do it for the for the people playing it, of course, and um it, it never was like anybody urged me to do stuff or anybody required me to be admin on some league or something like that. It's, it's always been my my own um, initiative and uh, my passion to make it better because I think it's such an underdeveloped thing, uh, underdeveloped clients, underdeveloped community. It could be so much greater than it actually is. It, it's already great, but I, I, I can see it. 10 times better. I envision things that it, it, for example, let's have uh, leaderboards, let's have rankings, better stats pages. I see a lot of different things. And so I have a lot of visions in my head about how to make this community better. And one of them spawned into the the wiki, which I uh, initiated and made better, um, or at least uh, themed it better and we updated and put a lot of effort into making that better um yeah so there's a lot of various projects that has spawned um they just pop up as they come and i just do it as i like and i like the freedom of that uh, doing whatever i want to do at the at the given time as uh, Compared to, to day work, I mean that is work, but this is total freedom. Yeah, and uh, I guess that's the the great contrast of it all.
0: I I feel like uh, you know I, I do have everyone pretty much has a day job. You know, not all of us are making our living playing Quake or anything, but I. When I get home from work, you know, most people are like, "Oh, I'm so exhausted. I don't want to do anything." As like for me, it's I see ten more hours of work sitting in front of me, but it doesn't feel like work. It feels like this is my passion. Whether that be you know, administrating, you know, planning our events, or or putting the podcast together, reaching out, networking with people like you, and like, all, I've talked to so many interesting people just because I sit here and drink beer and I'm having fun, like just reaching out to people and being like, "Hey, would you be interested in?" be on this podcast and i don't see it as like a i don't know i guess it can come across as like some people have podcasts and they're like trying to promote their own name to me this is like i'm trying to do a service for the arena shooter community like that's what i want is to give back and and you've done more than anyone i could possibly think of for that and the only rival you have is maybe like messiah and nationwide moose in america are really kicking ass and revitalizing Quake World specifically in North America. And hopefully we get tournaments planned soon so we can not be falling behind. I think that's a huge travesty that North America has completely fell off the grid for Quake World. There was a long period of time where we'd try to boot up into a server and all we could do was try to play on your guys' servers with really high ping. And yeah, that was such a disappointing time. And I'm really glad that that's starting to come back. We see more community servers, more community events, and we we want to be part of the game. And it's not like a competition of like, oh, we got to beat the Europeans, but it's got to, like, we've, we have a responsibility as Quake fans to uphold the community at least as much as you're doing. And and that's a tall order, man, because like I said, no one's given more, really, than you have. I'm sure you could name off a bunch of other contributors that are like, oh, yo, this guy helped me. I couldn't have done it without him. I'm telling you, my opinion you're a top dog and you should pat yourself on the back for that.
1: Thanks, man. Nice words. I I uh almost blushing over here. Yeah. Actually, I don't see myself as that big a contributor as you say, because there's so many other guys mm-hmm. uh doing the hard work while I'm doing the uh the visionary work. So I I just spit out ideas and stuff. You're the masterman. Like there's some some yeah, <laughs> maybe something like that uh many many friends of mine call me like the spider in the web connecting people Ooh. you know people are so uh afraid of, of communicating with the, with each other so i yeah. i i asked someone what do you need help with and he says his problem and i said you should talk to him and just connect them and then the problem gets solved so that's there's, there's so little effort for much result
0: let's put it like this if if we were if the quake community were voltron you're the head <laughs> yeah if the Quake community sure. were a computer, you're the CPU. <laughs> okay. Like you're you're I the like one this. you're the one run everything runs through you essentially. Like that's great, man. Oh,
1: it's an over exaggeration, <laughs> but all right, I love it.
0: All right. So, I guess uh, you you talked a little bit how you, you wanted to get into weapons and configs and things like that. Um I I'm really interested in a lot of I've talked to many different people. There are many different opinions on how a Quick world config should be. Obviously, it's user preference, but can you walk us through a little bit of your configs, like a, your plus fires, your what your sensitivity is, DPI, things like that? What do you recommend, right. maybe, if you don't want to pass your exact configs on?
1: I could pass my config on. But, yeah, I play... Pretty standard-looking Quake uh, to what many others have, you know, the Lego-looking one, Big Block Quake. Uh, so no special settings about that. I play with pretty low FOV, 105, mm-hmm. which some... Um, uh, I mean, most players are around 110 to 120, I guess. Also, I play with uh, very low sensitivity. Uh, maybe not the lowest around, but I think it's like 20 centimeters for 360 yeah so that's why i from where i got my enormous biceps by swinging the mouse so hard uh that was a bad joke uh so that's my basics otherwise i'm uh, these days getting known by my strange hud uh because i'm one of the few that I know of that use a custom HUD painted, you know, like a, an image overlaying and then the numbers and stuff on that. I haven't, I haven't seen anyone else using that.
0: Is that the HUD that was used in the, the recordings of Hammertown? I think not. No. Okay. I like that one too, but I'd like to see yours. So, I, and that was, I'm just going to,
1: you know, some nights I just, uh, Tired of playing and I, I end up fiddling with some commands, uh, checking what, what the commands are in the, in the client. And then, oh, there's something called HUD group picture. What is that? And starting exploring that and seeing, oh, there's support for images in the HUD. I didn't even realize because there isn't really a changelog, because there isn't really a communication from the developers to the wider audience about what has been released what is possible with the client so i, I stumbled upon this feature that you can use your own huds and that uh, yeah and then i immediately started thinking about other games huds and I, i've been playing other games like dota 2 dota 1 uh, starcraft and so on and in these games especially dota 2 i remember there's a, a nice there's really nice huds in there uh, you can buy them on steam and so on but uh, these uh, hoods are very inspiring to me, so I wanted to try to do my own Dota 2 looking hood for Quake, and it's it's so simple uh, to to just Photoshop it. Um, so so I did, that I did. Actually, these days I'm I'm thinking of revamping it, going back to it because I remember doing it in half resolution, so it looks very pixel pixelated and so on. But it takes so much effort and time and and creating stuff. This is a paradox of mine because my daytime job is a user experience designer. I create stuff all all the time during daytime. At night, I just want to destroy and kill. Uh, So it's the the perfect balance of harmony for me. Uh, So I rarely take the the moments of creation at night. Uh, And when I do, it's it's something I really believe in. Um, And it should should over, hmm, how to put it, it should uh, weigh heavier than to play another game of, of high-level Quake, which is like the best I know
0: uh, of, of free time. Did that make any sense? No, it makes perfect sense. Essentially, what I got from that is that you, if it's worth not playing Quake over, uh, which is, I mean, that's a tall order then it's got to be yeah. pretty important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I struggle with the same thing. And it's not just Quake. It's like, I you know, I play several different games uh, that are all kind of in this arena blanket. But yeah, I constantly, I'm like, I've, I've had times where people are like, hey, you know, do you want to play tonight? And I really want to play. But I also I feel like this, I don't know, it's like there's a a, a drowned god called Cathala who talks to me into my ear, like just, and only I can hear her. And she's telling me, like, you must do everything you can to revitalize the Quake community and make arena shooters, like, you know, yeah. viable and and give give my word to everyone and get people together. And sometimes that means for me to sacrifice what would be my gaming time to, uh you know, to do this kind of stuff, which is to me, it, it's just as fun, because, but it is worth it. If it weren't worth it, I wouldn't do it. I would just, you know, sit here and click on my keyboard all day, which is fun. I mean, yeah.
1: I understand exactly what you mean. I feel yeah. just the same. Yeah. So there's some shopper
0: landing outside here. Oh, it's should talking- I mute myself? I can't hear it. You're fine. Unless they're gonna oh, come great. in your house and start shooting up military style, like. Which yeah, I mean, it's a peaceful. I'll, place, I'll so keep no, the video. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep the video just in case it goes bad. Um, All right, and I'll send it to the authorities. Oh, I wanted to ask you: Do you what was the uh, the map texture pack that was used? For the videos in in QH or not qH land um in hammermmertown the recent one I really liked it was it the gray one I'm not sure what it was it was beautiful the map texture ones
1: yeah uh I need to to look it up I can do it while we talk but because I, I can't really it wasn't a dedicated streamer it was different person streaming different games so it's it's various textures okay. uh, no, none of them brings to mind at this time
0: well it's okay you don't have to go through all that trouble I'll just get you with you after this and maybe see if i can find it or send you the video specifically and you could tell me what the map pack is i was just curious because well. for me like if i'm going to be streaming uh, our future events i would really like the game to look as presentable and beautiful as possible which i understand you know when you're playing a lot of people are really want it to be low texture so they get the maximum possible fps and everything and the the best ability to see their opponent but i also think that if we're going to reach out to a younger audience the game needs to look gorgeous and it can yeah yeah, yeah. all
1: right so uh i think you're referring to Miog's um youtube videos of it yeah, and, and versus people i mean it's the miag uh, put together uh, most of the games from time and put them on youtube and it's so it's his custom uh, um, textures I think they're lying around. I'm not playing with them, so uh, I'm not really familiar with them. I know he, he is in charge of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, if we could publicize po- op- that or you could get it to me, I'd really like to use that one because it's gorgeous. Like it's so pretty. And, sure. Yeah, absolutely. What else? Like, do you, do you ever dabble in that? Do you ever get into like the mapping texturing stuff or do you just kind of let that, let, let the community deal with it?
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, um, yeah, sure. Sometimes, uh, Mostly, like, I, did, I don't like this color of this floor on my map, so I change from stone floor to grass because it looks nicer. So I just go in and mod some colors of, of the walls mm. or floors. So simpler texturing, yeah. I could say. On the mapping side of things, I've been trying out the map editors and stuff. And, of course, Trench Broom, which is the modern one, mm. is a really fun tool to use, easy to use. And I've been, uh, I'm having a secret map project of mine, which has been running in my head for 10 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm whispering now. Yeah. I won't reveal it, but I can reveal uh, that it's been in my head for very long. And just a year ago or two, I started creating the map in French Broom. And it's almost finished now. And But it's not just the map. And you generate, save, upload, play. It's yeah. not that I mean, um, it's kind of, it, it requires server changing and then it requires, I, I want it to be used on a LAN setting. Uh, whatever, it's too, too advanced to, to talk about it without spoiling. So I'm just le- going to leave it like that. But I have a great plan
0: for a map that will get revealed on a LAN in some future. Okay. Speaking of maps, um, so I, I guess I'm fairly, I'm, I am obviously fairly new to this and uh, I'm learning slowly. I got the big five down. What are the two new maps that have been introduced into competition? I've, I've seen you guys. Are we more.
1: talking dual now? Yeah.
0: Yeah, dual. Yeah. Two new maps um, would be bravado. Bravado. Okay.
1: Yeah, and skull. Um, but these aren't really new. Well, are you really saying two new? I, I, if you're referring to hammer time, it was like more maps than that. It was like eight maps, wasn't it?
0: So there are eight um, dual maps now in competition. Yeah,
1: yeah so it's with uh, bravado, skull, and um, shifter. Okay, and that one would be the most recent of, of the
0: of them. Like I said, um, I'm a noob. Everybody knows that in the audience, so please give me shit as you see uh, applicable. But
1: I gotta get this stuff. Yeah, no down. problem. So yeah, it, they're they're really new. So or at least shifter is
0: new. So I, yeah. I understand not many people know about it. Okay. And do you, like, do you have a preference? Do you like these maps? Like, I know that you uh, have been always one of the guys that's like, people got upset even when, when ZTN and, and all that got introduced, uh, but you were always like, oh, why don't you just learn the fucking map and have the passion that you had when you were a kid when you first saw DM2 but, I don't know. It's a conservative community. People have different opinions. Like, what's your opinion?
1: Both yes and no. I just hate some maps and I love others. I'm yeah. mostly open to them. And regarding this shifter map, uh, I'm not sure what I'm thinking. Uh, it's pretty okay. It's very big for dueling, uh, which is a bit not inspiring. Um, but it's okay. I, I've had great games on it, especially against Speedball uh, or MPH. Uh, so that's okay. The other two, like Skull, is, is an old map uh, but rarely played and just recently taken into a map pool in a tournament. I think that's great because it's initially a very cool map layout, very uh, close, very close claustrophobic, very intense. You cannot let go of the mouse for a millisecond. I love that. It's very exhausting to play it, though. Uh, but it's great that an old map comes back, and I like that concept. Mm. And the third one would, was uh, Bravado, I, and that map I just love. Um, can't, Yeah, maybe it's, it has the base textures, like Game 3 and the Airwalk you know, these uh, brownish walls with uh, the bolts in them. Uh, maybe it's the textures, maybe it's the layout, maybe it's the, the pace of it. I, I think a combination of them all. Um, it fits my play style because it's very similar to to uh, like Airwalk, which would be my favorite dual map.
0: Right. I don't know, you have a very interesting style. I try to, you know, try to watch a lot of your matches uh, if I'm going to talk to you. Like, you know, some people have like a plus forward, like they're really aggressive all the time, kind of style. Like Locktar is a perfect example. Some people are like just like I, me personally, I'm like a hangback, kind of like sneak around, maybe like um Kovac, he, yeah, was like that too. He just kind of snuck around. He'd, he'd like memorize ways to like not make sounds and trick people, that kind of thing. I, I like that gameplay for me. But you, you're so flexible, mm-hmm. man. You can like turn on a dime, from what I've seen. You,
1: that flexibly would be a good way of describing yeah. me, my playstyle, I think. yeah, yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, as you say, I, I shift. I, I don't want to be predictable, so I switch between speed and, and slow-mo and, and then dodging sounds, just yes, what you mentioned. So I think that's a great thing to do to confuse your opponent. So it's a good skill to have. Yeah. It was but it's big- very hard to decide when to attack. And, yeah, yeah it's
0: classic. Quake World was a big learning curve for me because I had never played it. I'd played, you know, Quake Three and Quake Live, Quake Champions, all that stuff, but plenty. And you can do a, you can get away with a lot more sneaking in those games. Uh, Quake World is so like that. The sound is Quake, Quake World, and Quake Two both very differently, but both have like amazing sound quality. And it's so weird that it would be that old and have. But so in Quake World, you're silent until you, you know, drop on the ground, go down some stairs, shoot something, whatever, like. And then if you hear a sound, you know exactly what direction it came from. That was such a big difference for me to learn. Uh, You you can't get away with as much, and you could die Mm -hmm. in a couple of seconds where it's like, usually it's like these long, drawn-out fights. You guys are, you know, it's, I see you, rocket, you're dead. Back Or like, you know, two seconds of LG, like, gone, you're dead. Uh, And and it's the only game where you see scores like you see in in Quick World. Like, that's mind-boggling but you've been doing it forever. Have you ever, like, I, I know you said, like, you don't want to talk about modern games, but have you ever experimented with uh with other games and, like, noticed the difference? Like, say, I don't know, Duke Match or, or Quake 3, anything like that? Yeah, I played, uh,
1: yeah, I played a lot of Quake 3. Uh, never seriously, just, yeah, played it, uh, liked it, uh, didn't love it, but liked it. It was a good game. Um, I I played a lot of, of older FPS games like Duke Nukem, uh, yeah. those Doom, of course, Quake Two a bit, a bit of Quake Live as well. Uh, my opinion, I cannot tell the difference between Quake Live and Quake Three. That's how little I played it. It's very subtle. Yeah, yeah. The the web login part maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. what the selling points of Quake Live was. But anyway, I never actually tried Quake Champions though. Yeah. and i'm uh i intend not to uh, i don't blame um, you. <laughs> i i'm getting whispers about the the doom mod uh, which is what's it called
0: qc doom edition i guess oh yeah yeah i was playing that last night it's very fun yeah it's they're actually, saying it's the best they're trying to, to uh, lure me into that it's very fun i I mean I don't want to like speak too disparagingly about Quake Champions. It's got its issues. I love it. I've always, you know, been a supporter of it, but we'll see how it goes. QCDE is awesome. It's so much fun because it's just it, it, to me it's like a goof. I'm not like, trying to play it competitively, but there's so much you can do in it and and it's a it's basically the biggest complaint about Quake Champions is that it's on a, a shitty engine, right? Like people don't like the engine. I don't like the engine. Uh but if you just take the same kind of like idea of gameplay and put it on a truly tested perfected engine like the Doom engine then it's all of a sudden everything works the way you want it to and I like that it's it was so I had amazing time playing duels with Smango, like last night sounds like the way to go yep. put the winning concept in a great engine I, I guess and I like that you can I mean I'm sure there's all kind of copyright infringement all over it but you know you could be any any like 90s FPS hero you could be Caleb you could be serious Sam whatever you want it's got all the quake stuff in it it's awesome. You play a lot of games, oh. like back in the day, or at all? Yeah, yeah. Mostly on LANs. I, I land a lot. and mm. We
1: played all kind of games, like Delta Force, Battlefield One, yeah. Two. Um, yeah. I can't recall them all, but Battlefield actually, I, I played a, a really a lot of hours into into Battlefield Two. I love that edition. Yeah. Uh, you know the squad games. It was so much less stressing than Quake. So it was like the a vacation from Quake, having a, an hour in Battlefield. But uh, I remember we, uh, I was pretty good in that. We had a squad. Uh, we I, we even um, competed at DreamHack in it.
0: Anyway, it was long ago. Could have like Team Sudden Death, like be one of those big esports teams that have like every every popular game they have a different team. That would be really fucking weird. It, <laughs> yeah, like, sudden death uh, at. Yeah, the Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever, like fuck that man. Nobody wants to see that shit. But you'd make a <laughs> lot of money. You could probably like finance everything you ever wanted to do for Quake if you just like had a team that just blew the water out of a uh, uh, Call of Duty or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. This uh, I remember like was it 2007? Mm-hmm. We were recruited at DreamHack to one of one big um, gaming. Company or was it? I, I'm not sure. I should say their name because I'm gonna get some hard times here.
0: Right.
1: Uh, so it's one of the at the time bigger like uh, organizations, and they ca- came to us at, at DreamHack and said, "Do you want to play under our name and stuff?" So we joined them. And when I say we, I I, I mean me, Loktar, Mave, Repi, Goblin, Laxo. We like the team of us playing at the time, so we joined them, and it was they were you know giving us fairy tales about payments and uh, deals and what we're gonna get and what we had to deliver and so on, and it was like wow is this really growing? Can we really you, uh, earn money from Quake World? That would be nice, and they sound reasonable, so we we went for that. Um, Eventually, it was not a scam, but I mean, they didn't do what they uh, set out to do. They didn't pay up <laughs> so the cheddar, man. Give you gave them win. the finger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's but a dirty it was, business. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were just uh, um, optimistic about getting money in Quake world. They were hoping more uh, to gain more from it. I, I'm not sure. Are you guys offering anyway, up
0: uh, cash prizes or anything like at, at the lands or at big competitions at all? Back then or these days? At, at all is it? Is it still? Is there money in Quake World? That's a good question to ask.
1: There's always money, but it's potato money. I mean, yeah. those small amounts that's just almost um, funny, uh, and it's oftentimes uh, crowd funded money. Mm, yeah. it's very small amounts, so but it it's it's some kind of an incentive to play it gives some seriousness to the competition, so it's always been around there but it's it really hasn't grown much. maybe the last years has actually the price sums getting a bit larger, maybe because of you know the sites for donations are getting easier to take just
0: donate PayPal. random amounts yeah, yeah, those kind of stuff yeah. Um I think it's a uh, yes. you got to find like that right balance right uh because on one hand it's it's awesome to have you know some money if you win at a competition you can take home I don't know however much money you think it's worth but on the on the opposite side and also production like is a huge cost of it but to your credit and to everyone in the Quake World scene's credit, it's not about money, obviously. It's about the passion for the game. So the top players are people who like just fucking love the game. They're not making their living off of it necessarily. Uh, yeah. So, but if if you could make enough money to dedicate your entire career, like you didn't have to work, you didn't have to worry about anything else, you just played Quake and you were making money on it, I'd imagine there would be... Even more of a skill ceiling. Like there would just be so much more going into it, and there would be people that were just you know robots. It's you know the capitalism over you know production kind of idea of it. But I I would be interested at least to see what someone who's getting paid I don't know even if it were thirty thousand dollars a year, whatever, like enough to get by, and all they do is yeah. play Quick World twenty four seven three sixty five. Like holy shit,
1: <laughs> they'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, you're probably right. The, the ceiling would rise, but I'm not sure how much. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, anyway, I I, I recall uh, we were at Dallas 2016 at the QuakeCon 20 years anniversary. And there was quite a huge price sum at that time from, uh, was it Bethesda put in the money? I can't recall. So that was... Uh, like, one of the few times we competed about some serious money. I mean, yeah. it, it paid the expenses, the travel flights, and, and it, everything. So, it um, was um, one time off, I guess.
0: Okay. I think we covered that topic pretty extensively. Do you want to talk about the plans for QHLAN? Yeah, sure. Okay. I really... Uh, I like the posters that you sent me right before that. Is that for this event specifically, or are you just putting stuff together? What were the posters? Uh,
1: they weren't for the QH fan. Okay. I was just digging up funny pictures from from back in the days. I think they look hilarious, man. Like they, they're,
0: they, there should be like a just Quake centric meme channel on on the Quake World thing. And I know there's a meme channel, but like there should be only Quake stuff and like only inside jokes that only we would get. I think a lot of people would yeah. enjoy that. You probably get a lot of like, fucking dorks just in there all day long making stuff. But yeah, I, No, that's cool, man. I, I really appreciate that. I guess that.
1: we're missing it. It's such a channel, actually.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I uh-huh. don't get memes. I personally don't get them. They just go right through, like in one ear, out the other, through my eyes, and out the back of my head. Like I, I don't get the humor, but if it's something that I take so seriously, like, like wait, what was that? The, the Tar one? I'll look at it real quick.
1: It was a bullet versus Lockstar <laughs> just,
0: just holding each other uh, in, a, in a lake. It's...
1: Yeah, you know, just photoshopping in a face. In, yeah, on Back a when Lockstar had hair. <laughs> yeah, he had hair there. Yeah. So these were just funny pics. Um, but I mean, I love the concept of having some kind of pre-game um, posters. I mean, I think it, it adds so much more excitement to a game. And it's so simple to do.
0: Yeah, just to just not? to have a visual like people click on things that have pictures. They don't if you just send them a wall of text like QH Land twenty nineteen this time this date. Like they're not gonna click on that shit unless they see like some kind of like eye catching thing because like, it's just that every day the internet is just a scrolling wall of fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you need you need gotta sell them on something. I totally understand. Like branding the keep was really fun. Luckily, like one of my Best friends as a graphic designer, and he just like committed all this time. Like, if I had to pay him for the stuff he's done, I would, uh, I would be broke if I had to pay his rate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's really fun. But I like that, that the community kind of contributes, and that's a big thing about QH Lands. Like, you guys are just, like, I've watched the channel, like, and I've been following you for what, two, two, how long has it been since I first reached out to you? Like, two months? It's been a long interview waiting to happen, man. Two, three <laughs> yeah, months. I don't so. know. But, yeah, and it was just so exciting to kind of see how it all came together and see you guys, uh, like, okay, where are we going to do it? Like, oh, there's a building in in uh, Silkburg, and it's cost this amount of money. Can we swing that? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, like, can we rent computers? Like, yeah, there's a place right around the street you can rent computers and all this. And, man, I can't – I wish – I wish fucking America. It's not like we don't have the resources. We're supposed to be like uh, the fucking leaders of the free world and all that shit, but we can't fucking get a quake land together.
1: (laughs) But you, you heard about the Brazilian guys. They uh, succeed in doing it. They're,
0: they're kicking ass down
1: the, there too, yeah. The quadrocopter oh. filming it from the sky at a nice Adobe hacienda, you know, with a pool and the, the barbecuing with their Quake World computers next to it. It looks cool. Uh, what I'm trying to say is it's cool that it pops up. I mean, yeah. it's uh, also in the Brazilian scene and, and Latin America scene is a bit coming to life, I guess.
0: Uh, so uh, I, I see a bright future for Quake World, actually. I do too. And so, the more I think about it, so like the South American scene, I can't imagine they're all like just the rich people and, you know, the economy and politics around South America. And I'm not here to talk about that. I would say that uh, anywhere that's not, you know, Europe or North America or like Korea, you're not going to see computing power and internet uh, just structure the way we do, uh, we, that we take for granted. And I would imagine that these older games like quake world and doom and things like that are are very much uh more they're just more playable and that gives the incentive first of all to try these games out and then they just have good taste obviously because they're playing the best game of all time so can't take that away from them uh, <sighs> but i'm really like so what is your like level of involvement i know you're i've already said you're the head of the fucking voltron force and all that but getting getting an event like this together how many how many years in a row have you all done q h land like ten years now? i don't know it's like by bi yearly OS-
1: i I, I i haven't been i've been more involved in q h lands mm. uh, my first one was maybe two thousand and two or mm. something like that oh man but back then i wasn't i wasn't serious i was just an attendee sitting quite in my corner and it's been growing ever since. And I must say, I, I shouldn't take this much credit as you give me because of admin in QHLAM. What I've been doing is like writing news posts and yeah, uh, yeah. Stuff, simpler stuff like that that than I can do from home. It's always been a couple of um, fiery souls, mm-hmm. that word. Uh, you know, the, the, the guys that really does it. Give them the, credit. The main yeah. admin, they've been wasting their time or, or putting in the hours to make things happen. They should get all the praise for that. I'm just helping them with whatever they need, especially in graphics and stuff like that. Let's put it this way.
0: Okay, we'll we'll call you the face. Like you know, there, there's the people doing the actual work, and then there's the guy who has to like you're the the voice of it. You know, and all right, yeah, we'll we'll say that. You're, you're Voltron's uh, vocal cords. All right, I'm fine with that. <laughs> all right, we found a good analogy for you. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys have planned this year? So, is it a four v four tournament? Obviously, a dual tournament. Is Jahar yeah. going to be there? Like, I want to know. Uh, was that a question? If he's going to be there, is he going to be there? I haven't. I haven't had any news from him. Um, it looks good.
1: Is what I can say. God, he's it my looks hero. good for you I cannot tell for sure, I, uh, and that is uh, what I heard here from many people. They're waiting to, to get a word from their company if yeah. they can get free and so on. And the same goes uh, for Ande. Um, he's waiting for something to sign up. So that is good. And about the the tournament part, uh, we're we going to host tournaments in 1-1, 2-2, and 4-4 this time. Yeah, And everybody has opinions about how much of each and which one should be the primary. and uh, because each iteration of, of the lands previously, there's always critique uh, in retrospect, like it was too much one-on-one and we never had got to play four-on-four. Four. That's the most common one. Uh, and that is applicable to the most recent version as well. Four-on-four uh, four is often oftentimes um, stripped off because of time Time runs up, So uh, we're trying to listen to that and, and we'll of course try to, give 4 uh, forum 4 at least as much time as the other modes this time yes
0: yeah. yeah, it's, it's definitely hard i mean first of all you know 20 minute matches you're talking like two out of three maps I mean, you could really you could blow a whole day maybe two you know trying to get people together and it's also like managing that that's the my personal reason why i gravitate towards duel over any other mode in any game is just because like i don't want to Sit here for forty five minutes waiting on somebody to get their configs right and be ready, or like you know I got to. It's all it's so many moving parts, but when it does happen, it's beautiful and obviously it's worth uh, putting the time into. So I'll be excited to watch all that. man. Yeah, QH Land twenty seventeen was like amazing. If you guys could do better than that, like maybe you're right, man. There, there's a br- a really bright future for Quick World if you guys can keep this in the public eye.
1: Yeah, I, I feel it in my stomach. It can be made even better with quite small, um, uh, what's the word? Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's just finding the right persons, planning the right things, just doing it. It's not we need uh, ten, a lot of money. It's just um uh, commitment. Yeah. yeah and um, unfortunately, one of the admins now, has stepped down because of uh, life issues. So, and that is one of the core admins of, of QHLAN 2019. Unfortunately, so we the other of us need to step up, and hopefully we can get some other guys on board. And um, it's actually not that planned everything, yeah. because we get the we got the web page up pretty early, which is great. We, it, usually it, it comes up two weeks before or something like that this time we were in, in great shape but um regarding the like prize distribution or tournament planning we haven't been able to decide yet because we want to see how many are coming which kind of people are coming are the jewelers coming or are the teams coming or is it to spread out to form teams then maybe we should do a draft tournament instead of a clan tournament so it, it all kind of depends and I'm I'm not worried about that. Uh, it's going to solve itself in some way. Yeah. Even if it's, if it's fixed at the start of the line, I mean, it all, here's the shop again. You can't hear that?
0: No, I can't hear anything.
1: Something's on going on.
0: All right. Military invasion, dude. On. No, uh, I don't know. I, I don't really have a whole lot of like anything else that yeah, you said you wanted to keep this interview short. So if there's anything like closing statements, you want to get back to your life, just, uh, what do you have to pass on to to a young person, maybe who's just wants to try out Quake World? Like what? What? Sell the game, sell, sell right, your passion sell to the world. Game. Yeah. So I'm I'm really
1: want to want to talk about this QH LAN coming up in Denmark. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I think we have a lot of great players already signed up, and I think and hope that even more will come. It will be a, like a rejuvenation uh, mm-hmm. of both the active best players and some some uh, old school guys showing up. Um, I shouldn't say names, so I I, I won't. Uh, but I think it will be a great gathering. We have a great venue, um, which we we get to rent for free. So that means that the entry fee, which is very low, all of this money goes into the prize pools or uh, other good stuff that we haven't decided yet. Maybe the rentals will cost a little bit. Then we can use from this money and so on. Anyway, the event, I think, will be great. Also, another part of it is that after the tournaments, there's going to be one and a half or at least one day off. Mm -hmm. It's just a clear schedule where you can... um, Nothing is organized, nothing is planned, so you get to... Either go out into the sun and, and take a swim with with your Quaker friends, or you can sit inside the dark and just play all day, whatever you want. Maybe we organize another tournament in another game mode that we haven't mentioned yet, but we'll just see. What I'm getting at is it's nice to have a bit of free time because these lands always get very cramped, stressed. Yeah. People need to, to be awake, like for 18 hours straight waiting for someone to get ready with their match. It's very stressful, tiring, and so on. So we're very much working on the scheduling part. Um, I think that will be great. Also, another thing is um, the Warzone trophy will be back. Um, This can be read on the website, of course, but it's a a nice prize that uh, our friend Warzone creates. It's a steel trophy. Um, Very nice-looking quad Uh, trophy. So it will be awarded to the most entertaining player of his uh, opinion. He's uh, the sole judge of that prize. That is nice. Uh, Also, uh, regarding the coverage, um, we were very happy with the coverage of 2017, and I heard a lot of positive comments about it. And as I mentioned before, it's not that of course, it's a, it's a big effort for the streamers getting um, studio gear into there. We had a audio guy. We had a lot of things that don't catch your eye on the stream, but right. there's a lot of work behind it. Um, so beyond that, we can, I think we can get a lot more production value into the stream with pretty little uh, effort. Like uh, I can spend a lot of time creating F- um, assets and, and graphics and posters and uh, we can make a great stream because Quake World streams are very, which word? Very basic. It's just the game and a voice. That's it. There's no intermissions, no, no intros, no, you know, cool sound effects. I've been watching a lot of other game streams, like Counter Strike Masters, and I I love watching Counter Strike competitively because of the, you know, the production value. It's so nice animations. They have cameras flying around arenas. It's very uh, enjoyable, and I would like to to create the the same atmosphere for Quake World, (laughs) even if we're like a hobby organization. Is is Always going to be that amateur wise, but we can do the best we can, I guess.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I thought that the, the previous event though, it would be cool to you know have like a camera pan around the room or like you know have the two duelers sitting across from each other like you see at Quake World, things like that. Um, but what I, what I thought was really interesting was all you know a lot of effort really clearly went into that stream. My my tournaments have always just been kind of like you know here's the here's the event, you know here's the bracket, and then here's the you know the game going on. It's all you can do over online. Uh, but I really enjoyed even the, the player stats to breakdowns. Like you know, here's you know Locktar, here's Milton, and recall and like, the, the picture of them, and here's their age and how long they've been playing, and their, some of their accolades, their play style, like all that stuff really makes it um, feel more like a sport. You know, if you're selling it to an audience, like it makes it feel like okay, like I have something to go on here. Here's some background information. Here's you know a connection to the people that I'm watching that are actually you know behind the screen. That that's all fucking wonderful, dude. And I think you guys are you're kicking the shit out of us. So I hope to uh one day do something similar, but we'll see where we get.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, that was like the first time we really tried to make it better than just only improvised. Mm, yeah. We we had a couple of thoughts about what what should we do? We had a thought, let's take a player photograph of all potential finalists. At the, when signing into the LAN, we had a photographer dedicated oh. to taking the wolf, you know, the mugshot. Yeah. Because maybe later in the tournament, they're going to be in a semifinal and we will need this photo. We, we thought before it happened yeah, yeah. that that never happened before on the LAN. Quakework.
0: That must suck too uh, if you're like walking in there and you're feeling really good about yourself and you are like, okay, we're taking pictures of what we think will be the finalists and you don't get picked and you're like, oh, come on. trying to like photo but- bomb it.
1: I think mostly it's, it's because, you know, it's coming like 60 people at uh, random times. You don't know when people show up. So it's just take as many photos as you can. Maybe you're going to miss somebody. It's, it's just so much random factor in a LAN startup.
0: Yeah. No, dude. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. I'm really sorry that it took me so long to get it done. But like the the schedule and everything. It's
1: No it's worse it at all. All right. Thank you, too. It was uh, nice
0: talking to you. (laughs) Appreciate it. Great chat. Nux. Nux. Take care. You, too. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with BPS as much as I enjoyed having it. He was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Hope to talk to you again in the future. All right, uh, if you like the music that you heard just then and before the interview, that was Simon I-G-R-A-C-S-I-M-O-N. You can find him on YouTube. I'll leave the link in the episode notes, and hopefully you go check his music out and enjoy it because I very much do, and that's why we featured some of it on the podcast. And by the way, he made that especially for this podcast, so huge thanks to him, and keep it real, brother the website. So we have the website up. You can just click on the website link from now on and you'll get all the social media links instead of me listing it all off and the support links and the, you know, like if you want to find our Twitch page, all that stuff, it's just a one-stop shop. And also you can listen to the podcast on there. If you are listening on YouTube and you would prefer to be listening on like, I don't know, Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, or whatever, know that you can do that. That does exist, and I would like to uh, invite you to please use that route if you prefer. And you can just hit the subscribe button and get all the future podcasts and everything. And go back and check out the library, because uh, we've had a lot of really amazing guests on this show so far. This is only episode 10. Holy crap. There's so many more episodes to go. Like, this this boat is going to keep on rolling. I hope you guys know that. With that said, uh, talking about the support links, we have the the PayPal and the Amazon affiliate link. Definitely check those out. And Patreon. If you guys are interested in Patreon, if anyone here uses Patreon, I would like to make a special offer to our audience. Currently, the show is only on the 1st and the 15th of every month. That's when I publish it. If you would like to have more content, if you would like to have more in the keep in your life, What we're asking is if we can get up to $25 a month. That's just enough to cover basically the expenses of podcast production. That's it. No one's making a profit off this. It's not about that. It's about community and uh, funding it without it costing any one person all that money. $25 a month and we'll switch to doing weekly episodes. We'll release an episode every single week instead of having it you know that bi-weekly or twice a month schedule just something to keep in mind let your friends know all that good shit and obviously the best way to support as always is just tell your friends and you know like review subscribe all that good shit that's what's important tell your people tell everybody you know in the keep is awesome if you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to hear other ones similar to it i don't know on your drive to work or when you're taking a shit at whatever you do you can go check out a uh, full tech podcast that's a good one to listen to on the shitter smango love you buddy no smango is the host of a uh, full tech podcast generally about like you know computer gaming pc gaming retro gaming all that good shit you can check him out on quakefans.net you can find him in the keep also kentuckynerd.com and uh his youtube channel quake fans go give him a shout tell him mother load sent you give him a big kiss when you see him also, there's the the QuakeCast that's hosted by uh, Dump Truck and RC. Dump Truck is from the Quake Mapping community. RC is a YouTube streamer, and he does the Quake Grave, which is really interesting. You should definitely go check that out. Most of all, check out their podcast, the QuakeCast. It's all about Quake. So, I mean, I don't know. If you're not, if you're listening to this show and you wouldn't be interested in that, I don't know what to tell you. They, they had some amazing guests. I was one of them. And most recently... Messiah of the U.S. Quake community made an appearance on their show, I definitely recommend you go check that one out. Uh, let's see, events, 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 events. Already talked about it a lot, but just in case you were wondering, Quake World QH Land 2019, it's going to be in Silkburg, Denmark, August 29th through September the 3rd. I mean, if you're in Europe, man, uh, and you're not going to that, you're losing your damn mind. Or you just have a job that prevents you from doing it or don't have the money. But if you do, go hang out with those motherfuckers. You get to meet BPS. You get to meet Locktar and Milton and Recall and Jahar and all that shit. Like, it's going to be amazing. Why would you not go? Go do that. For North Americans who can't make it to Europe, <laughs> QuakeCon 2019, July 25th through 29th, I'll definitely be there. And I really look forward to meeting all of you guys there and meeting everybody, like all my friends and stuff. It's going to be a really fun time. It's going to be weird, though, like after E3 saw the, the, the Year of Doom and the Doom Con. I don't know, man. I, I really want Quake to be at QuakeCon. And there will be, if I'm there, like I'm going to play Quake regardless, but we'll see what happens. Also, a uh, new thing for the Keep we're having uh, Dusk World dual pools every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time hosted by Brand Flakes. She is the queen of the clifftop, the Duchess of Dusk World, and she is hosting your dual pool. So go <laughs> be in the keep on Saturday nights and uh, boot up Dusk World, get some frags in, have a good time. Also, the uh, US Quake community, all the time, weekly events. Let's see, like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, you can go get your Quake World in. Uh, they do like. Th- Tandem, TDM, and FFA stuff. And I'll probably be branching off into new things as we go forward. Also, you can get... What is it? Wednesdays and uh, many, many other days of the week. Pretty much whenever Nationwide feels like it. You're going to be playing some awesome co-op and like Doom. And what else is... Nationwide, what are you doing, man? Why don't I have your exact schedule? Point being... (laughs) <laughs> nationwide hosts uh, Doom and DM and co-op events all week long Just if you're in the US quake community just, or just join their Discord channel you'll get all that information and I won't have to explain it to you on this show and also all their events start at 8pm Central Standard Time if you are the last episode you heard all about Master Arena, if you didn't hear the last episode first of all go out and listen to it but also know that Master Arena if you are a big fan of Unreal Tournament but you're frustrated as hell with the fact that Unreal Tournament has gone down the shitter because Epic Games is too busy making fucking Fortnite. Master Arena is a brand new AFPS game. It's been in development for quite a while and it is going to continue to be developed to be better. Highly recommend you check it out because if you like Unreal Tournament and you're looking for something new to play that's refreshing and has a little bit different movement feel to it, but essentially is catering towards that community, I would definitely recommend you go check out Master Arena. You go back and listen to that podcast with Albert Ade Kalam and you have a goddamn great time. Peace out and stay in the heat.